Hey, and welcome to Action Phase. I'm your host, Tegan Keating. This week, I am going to do a solo episode and talk about my vegan experiment and how it went and my observations and all of that kind of stuff. So um, if you've been following along the last few weeks, I've done a series of um, vegan and vegetarian related podcast episodes. Um, in part because I think that it's an important part of public health that we don't often talk about, um, particularly when talking about like antibiotic resistance and the environmental effects of animal agriculture, as well as like personal diet and all the chronic diseases that we're worried about preventing in public health. Diet is a major component of that stuff, and eating a plant-based diet is one of the, the ways that many organizations advocate reducing your own personal risk for those diseases, heart disease, um, diabetes, you know, the big ones. So I wanted to highlight this whole plant-based diet stuff. And um, at the same time, I conducted an experiment on myself (laughs) where I decided to eat a vegan diet for a month. The, the month, the four weeks, was over on Tuesday, and um, so I'm going to use this episode to kind of reflect on my experiences and give you a little bit of insight into what it's like going from being a, like, a serious omnivore, love my meat, love some good cheese, to eating only foods that come from plants, and it was quite an adventure, so... Here, here it is, my vegan ex- experiment uh, conclusion, I guess. So, um, first of all, I I want to talk a little bit about why I decided to go vegan for a month. Part of it was I just wanted to see if I could do it because um, I I had been vegetarian uh, a few years back. And it really didn't stick. And um, part of that was because I was going through some like personal family turmoil type stuff. And I didn't feel like I could make the... I needed to focus my energy on (laughs) taking care of myself and my loved ones. And I wasn't able to really invest the time that I needed to, to not need the most convenient foods possible. So I've kind of gotten to a point in my life now where I feel like I am ready to really consider how my own actions, my choices, affect the world around me and how my choices can really bring either more compassion or more violence into the world. And um, and I think that for me at least one of the one of the ways that i felt like i was negatively contributing to the the way that our planet and our society is moving is through eating foods that are created through animal agriculture so that means meat it means dairy it means eggs um 
because I think at this point, most people know that we don't raise animals for food and for their animal products in the best ways possible. So I knew that and I was kind of just like going along pretending like it wasn't really happening and I wasn't really contributing to it, but I was. And so I wanted to try to see if I could do that. Another reason why I wanted to try this experiment was because, um, so before I got into public health, I was a professional cook and I kind of felt, I was like bored with what I already knew how to make and I wanted to uh, I wanted to stretch my horizons and I, <laughs> I've mentioned this to a couple people now that like the the thing that really got me thinking about actually being able to to eat vegan food full-time was I made cashew cream um, a couple months ago and cashew cream is just you take some raw cashews and you soak them overnight and then you blend them up and seriously it is <laughs> it is so delicious you blend it up with water, so it's not like it's not like peanut butter consistency. It's like more whipped than that. It's almost like the consistency of Cool Whip, maybe a little heavier because it is made out of cashews. But cashews are so naturally sweet that they're it's so good. If you have like a piece of cake and you throw some cashew cream on top of it, so good. But you can also make it savory, so you can use it like in like on pasta and stuff. And I'll, I'm going to get to that, like the foods that I found and made and, and really loved. Um, but so I made this cashew cream a couple months ago and I was like, man, if all vegan food tastes like that, I, could, I might be able to do this. Like, this is pretty good. So then the other, the final reason and the one that I feel like is both the most difficult to explain, but also the one that really... Um, resonates with me the most and the one that I feel most silly talking about so I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable here um so back last summer uh Nathan my fiance and I adopted a cat her name is Cleo she's made a couple appearances on the podcast by playing with toys that are loud while I'm recording and um and I never had a pet of my own before we had a couple animals here and there, but I was always really, like, not growing up, at least. I wasn't really interested in animals. I wasn't... It really wasn't my thing. I don't know why. I just... I really wasn't into it. And then we adopted this cat, and and I know... I know it sounds silly, but she's, like, the sweet... <laughs> she's the sweetest cat. She just loves being around people. She greets us when we come in the door. She sits on our lap. She wants to play all the time. She fetches rubber bands. Like, she is an amazing cat. She tried to go outside when we were having a barbecue because everybody was outside and she was inside and she did not want to be alone. She wanted to be where all the people are. Our friends call her party cat because when we have parties at our house, she just sits on a chair, watches everybody, hangs out when, you know, other cats might hide under the bed or run away or whatever. So, so I really, <laughs> she's like the first animal that I've ever really known. And I, I think that might be, some people grow up with animals and they, they really don't get that, um, that if you don't grow up with animals, they're kind of strange beings. Like they're kind of, you don't understand them because you've never been around them. 
So I love this cat so much. And <laughs> and I started to think about other animals. And I started to think about like, okay, I really love this cat. She makes my life so much better. Why? Like, I wouldn't eat her. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't, even if I was starving, I wouldn't eat her. So why am I okay with, like, eating a cow? Cows are also adorable in their own giant grass-eating way. And certainly, why am I okay with these animals being so mistreated? I mean, they're being tortured. If somebody was torturing Cleo, I, I would be... That would probably incite me to violence. That would probably be the one thing at this point in my life that would that would make me uh, go a little crazy. And and then I started thinking about like, okay, if you so um, if you abuse pets, you get in a lot of trouble. It's illegal to abuse pets, and but it's okay to abuse farm animals. Because it's industry practice or whatever. And that really started to... It really started to eat away at me. That the more that I learned how... There really is a human-animal connection. The less I wanted to participate... In any kind of violence towards animals. So that was kind of my... Um, my reasoning behind... Starting this project. And I still feel strongly about all of those things. I still think that I, that this is a really good challenge for me. Um, and that forcing myself to be more creative culinarily, is that a word culinarily? I think it is. Um, as well as being aware of how the decisions I make affect the lives of other living beings is pretty important. So, how do I feel? This is the question that everybody is asking me. Like, in this past week, anybody who's kind of been following along knows that I have been doing this and that it is kind of coming to an end. And everybody wants to know how I feel. And I feel great. I, like, the first couple days, I was pretty hungry. Um, and I was definitely not eating enough and I wasn't getting enough fat in, in my diet. So I, I think I was, like, not really... I was never sated. But I got the hang of it pretty quickly. And after that, like, it hasn't been tough at all. <laughs> um, I feel so good. I mean, I mean, the first thing that I noticed, and this is something that female listeners will understand. So my, my fingernails were like really brittle beforehand, like before this, and they are like peeling and gross and stuff. And now they just look so much healthier. And I think like that is a first step. I think that there's probably lots of um, physical changes that you can notice after being vegan for a long time. But this was the first thing that I noticed. So like, I feel great. Like I have lots of energy. Um, I don't, really ever feel like stuffed after eating which is like it's really great and I, I'm not like a big overeater anyway but I mean you know you eat half a hamburger and you're like oh my 
god I shouldn't have eaten all that food I like need to roll home but I don't ever feel like that because the food that I'm eating I guess just is not as calorically dense so and it, and it's not as like heavy you know there's no there's no saturated fat in a vegan diet which I I don't know why I was surprised oh no it's not that there's no saturated fat there's some saturated fat because like avocados and coconut and stuff have saturated fat I take that all back there's no cholesterol in a vegan diet which I didn't even realize so so there you know that's part of it you know today I did get a salad from Chipotle for lunch with the sofritas which is the um the tofu and guacamole and I may have overdone it a little bit then but even that like I didn't feel I didn't have that like sluggish brain you know like my mind still worked my tummy was a little full I'll be honest. But I didn't feel gross. I just felt like I could have eaten only half instead of three quarters of the salad. So, you know, it, it's, I do, I do feel a lot better than I did before, for sure. I, like, supplemented this process, um, mentally, by spending a lot of time educating myself and reading books and reading, um, looking stuff up online and making sure that I was getting like the right nutrients and what I needed to supplement with and all that kind of stuff. So I read a couple books that I thought were, uh, worthy of note. Um, the first one is Eating Animals by Jonathan Safran Foer. This is an incredible book. It, so it's this, this guy, Jonathan Safran Foer, who also wrote Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, and something else. Oh, Everything is Illuminated. Um, books that I have not read, so I don't know. Um, and he he and his wife, I guess, had been off and on vegetarians for a long time, and then they are going to have a kid, and they have to decide what they're going to feed this kid. Are they going to feed the kid animals or not? And so he goes through, like, three years of researching animal agriculture and decides no they're they're gonna have a vegetarian kid and so there's he goes he does not spare details when it comes to what's actually happening in these in these CAFOs CAFOs I think they it said CAFO the um concentrated animal feeding oh my gosh what does the O stand for Operations. Operations. Concentrated animal feeding operations. Farms. Um, they're not farms. Uh, and so he, he really goes into it, and I think that he definitely was able to <laughs> to pull at the, the parts of my heartstrings that had to do with, like, learning how to have a connection with an animal. Like, there's definitely, without anthropomorphizing the animals... He really gets you to think about the fact that these animals do feel fear and pain and grief and just because they're not humans and they're not like us doesn't mean that they don't also experience those things and and so that was really powerful I actually read that before I started the experiment and it was good it was like a really good like push to get me going on it then I read um, 
another book called Main Street Vegan, which is like totally opposite of (laughs) eating animals. And I think that it would be good for somebody who was less interested in um, like evidence base and more people who are doing this because they they just feel like it's the right thing to do. Um, it has a lot of recipes, which is why, <laughs> which is why I bought it because I was like, oh, okay, I can read this book that a lot of people review well on Amazon and online. And also it comes with 40 recipes. So then even if the book is a bust, at least I have those recipes. Um, my main criticism of Main Street Vegan, oh, by Victoria Moran, is that she doesn't really cite any like hard science. She basically cites the people who are well known for being advocates for plant-based diet. And um, I think that that's a little bit troubling, but that's because I um, really value evidence-based decision-making. So, um, you know, it's good if I think if you're in it because you just feel compelled to do it and you don't need the, the science telling you that, like, this is healthier and this is why and that kind of stuff. I also watched the movie Vegucated, which is streaming on Netflix. And if you haven't watched it, you totally should. Because these people basically do what I did and they go vegan for six weeks instead of four, like I did. And during the course of uh, being doing their six weeks of veganism, they go to um, like conferences and they go, they actually like sneak onto a, um, a pig farm where they see it's it's gross i'm not gonna ruin it for you but you know they see it up close and personal what what's actually happening and then they go to a farm where it's like a refuge for um for livestock animals and and basically they 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 do exactly what i did and uh it's a really great exploration of how and why people can go vegan and what the challenges are because they it's like three very different people who have like totally different life situations so it's pretty interesting i highly suggest it i also use tons of websites um post punk kitchen is a great uh recipe website um minimalist baker is also a really good one Uh, not only is it a great website but it's also a really beautiful website as well and then, for the first time ever in my life, I got on Reddit. I mean, I'm not, I don't participate in it. I'm not, I don't contribute. I just read it. And I, I have been going to the vegan page and reading what people have to say. And of course, like with anything, there's, <laughs> there are the vegan extremists who like think that if you like accidentally let some milk pass through your lips, you can't call yourself a vegan. But that, you know what? No one's 100% vegan. You, you simply can't be. It's just not gonna, it's not reasonable. I mean, you shouldn't, if you're gonna be vegan, you shouldn't, like, say, screw it, I'll eat some ice cream today. Like, that's maybe not the best option. I mean, maybe it is. Who am I to tell you how to live your life? Live your life however you want to. But anyway, so that has actually been a really interesting, it's been not as great for, like, resources and more to, like, see what the vegan community thinks about things which is which was pretty valuable 
one of the things that I was concerned about was that it was that being vegan was going to be really hard and that I was going to have a lot of trouble making the adjustment and and <laughs> I found that it really wasn't that hard for me at least like I recognize that I am at an advantage because not only do I know how to cook but I also really like cooking so taking an hour to make dinner every night is not a burden for me and I know that it is for a lot of people um, so I recognize that and and I think that that is probably a barrier for a lot of people. Um, we've also have been eating a lot more food at home rather than um, ordering in, which is a bad habit of ours. Um, though there are some vegan options for delivery, which is good because some days you I mean you just can't you just can't always spend an hour making dinner. Um, I found myself going to Whole Foods a lot more than I used to, simply because like they have way more vegan options there um and their tofu and tempeh and seitan and all of that stuff is it's less expensive than it is at like acme across the street from my house so while it is like more expensive if you are just buying strawberries or whatever like there are there are advantages to shopping there and also they have vegan prepared foods which is really good um like, I went to a baseball game a couple weeks ago, and I knew that there wasn't really going to be anything for me to eat at the stadium. So I went, and I got a pre-made wrap, and snuck it into the stadium, and ate it there. And, like, and that was great. And there's just not a ton of places where you can go and get that kind of convenience food. So I, I found myself at Whole Foods, Whole Foods quite a bit more. Um, one of the, like, most fun things, I think, that we've done that have that's changed and Nathan and I do like to host people at our house quite often like we we enjoy having people over um but we've been throwing a lot more barbecues now that the weather is nicer and it's a lot easier for me at least to know that there's going to be something that I can eat if we just have people over to our house so that that's been a lot of fun and then at one of the barbecues I counted how many vegetables I was eating and I had seven different vegetables on my plate. And that is pretty impressive. The one thing that I will say is that um, being vegan does take more time. Like, you really have to invest time in, um, in researching, in cooking, in planning your meals. You can't just, like, leave the house and say, oh, I'll be fine, I'll pick something up. Mm, you kind of have to have a plan. You also have to look up restaurant menus before you go to restaurants and see if there's going to be anything for you to eat. Um, and I also found, like, I was just at an event earlier this week where there was going to be food and it was, like, a an event that happened over dinner time. And I was, <laughs> I was concerned that there wasn't going to be anything there for me to eat. So I ate dinner before I went. And that's, you know, that's kind of a bummer, but, you know what are you going to do? And I was glad that I did because as much as I love fresh fruit, it's not really a balanced meal for me. Um, so I'm glad that I had that foresight, but that means that a person has to have that kind of foresight and you, you can't depend on other people to feed you, I guess is the, the moral of the story there. So I 
another question that I've heard a couple times is people asking me if I miss any foods. And surprisingly, I miss very few foods. Um, I think part of it is that I have, because I've been reading so much about why veganism is important, that makes it really hard to want to eat meat. I mean, that's really what it comes down to for me is like, I don't, I don't want to eat chicken because I know what that chicken had to go through in order for me to get the chicken on my plate. And I don't want to eat a cake with eggs in it because the way that most farms treat laying hens is really (laughs) reprehensible. And I, I don't want to eat that stuff. It's not appealing to me. Even if the flavor is really appealing, everything else that goes along with it is really repulsive, morally, to me. And anybody who's ever gone out to dinner with me knows I can chow down on a burger. Like, I like me some food. And I like the those animal products. <laughs> I do. Butter? Oh so good but if I I know that something died or was abused for me to get that makes it really hard to justify Um, which is something that I, I did kind of get from the book Eating Animals is that like you when you knowingly consume something that you know came from abuse and from death and you choose to consume it anyway you are you're like consciously deciding to forget that that's the the truth of it and that's that's was really good for me to kind of internalize is that um you know if i choose if i choose a non-vegan food then that's the choice that I'm making and it's a it's a conscious choice as opposed to before when it was kind of an unconscious choice but um you know one of the foods that was kind of hard to give up was like a good slice of cheesy pizza and I found myself in a lot of pizza related situations in the past couple weeks I don't know if maybe I just notice it because I can't have it or um if it was really just like a pizza month. Um, but I found that if I order like a vegan pizza, like a vegetable pizza without cheese, it's kind of like good enough. You know, it's not the same. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I won't say that it's the same. Um, but you kind of get the same flavors and the same like, um, it, you get you get enough of it and, it. and it's still really good and you don't feel disgusting and greasy afterward, which I find very appealing. Um, however, the one food that I really miss is feta cheese. So tangy and briny and salty and delicious. Like my mouth is watering right now thinking about it. That is a food that I really miss. And I have not done any research on how to make and or find a vegan feta cheese, but I will find it somehow. I will because it's so good. I mean, regular feta is so good, so I I need it in my life. I found myself eating a more varied diet 
which makes sense. Um, just a couple things that I have found that I like um, or that I find myself eating a lot more of is things like seitan, which is just like <laughs> just like a chunk of wheat gluten, which is one of the proteins in wheat that like, you know, when you're when you're making a pizza and, um, you know, you try to spread the dough out on the pan and it like bounces back and you get really frustrated because you can't make the dough stretch and you don't understand how the people in the pizza store can do it and you can't that stretchiness is from gluten so there's a processing um process that um that extracts the gluten from the from the uh the starch in the flour and then that's used as a meat substitute and it's like all protein super meaty and chewy and it's like cooked in a broth that gives it a good flavor it's really tasty stuff and if you fry that up it gets crispy on the outside toss it with some buffalo sauce oh my god it's so good i think we ate buffalo tofu like three times the first week for dinner because i was obsessed with it it's so good um also cashew cream which i talked about before you can make it sweet you can add some like spices and some nutritional yeast and <laughs> make it into like a cheese sauce, which I did, which was so good. It was like a Mexican, like a queso on on pasta. Oh, so good. Um, same vein, um, silken tofu is a really good substitute for cream, like creamy sauces. So I took a brick of uh, my friend Lisa. Um, taught me about this that you can take a brick of silken tofu throw it in a blender with some curry spices just blend it up and it makes like a delicious curry sauce it's like really creamy and thick doesn't taste like tofu it tastes like curry and then you can just like cook your vegetables in it and you have the protein but you don't have chunks of tofu so if you're a vegetarian or vegan and you need to feed omnivores and you don't want that and you think they're not going to like the tofu that's a really good way to do it you can do it with mac and cheese too um one caveat i tried to reheat a silken tofu curry sauce and it was it was horrible it's separated so you gotta i think it's like a one and done kind of thing like no leftovers on a silken tofu sauce um i found myself eating a lot more portobello mushrooms especially in those uh those barbecues um lots more dark chocolate um even though i really do prefer milk chocolate i'm getting used to dark chocolate and then the other one that's crazy to me is cold cereal like <laughs> i was notorious for like eating one bowl of cold cereal and then leaving the box around for like six months and never eating it again i've gone through three boxes of cold cereal um i eat it basically every morning for breakfast with soy milk and flax seeds and whatever fruit i have chopped up in it and it's a great breakfast and it's awesome I did actually just yesterday decide that I think, I don't know, you know, it's not a decision yet. I still have to decide if I'm going to eat honey. So on the one hand, it's an animal product. Animals are, you know, mistreated in the creation of honey. Uh, I mean, in the harvesting of honey. But on the other hand, like um, all of the honeybees are dying and it's going to totally screw us up because like nothing will be pollinated anymore and it's kind of eh, colony collapse disorder is kind of a really big deal 
for agriculture and i feel like supporting honey farmers supporting apiaries is a really important thing to do because we really need bees pollinate things super important so i don't know i'm still deciding i need to learn more obviously i'm not going to make every decision now um i also haven't switched over to like um i mean i tried to purchase um cruelty free uh like cosmetic type stuff i haven't like switched anything over i didn't throw anything away um but i think that in the future i'll I'll do more research on that and try to make more conscious decisions um and also so other people had some interesting reactions um nathan my fiance when i told him i was he's a big meat eater um when I told him I was doing this, he was like, okay, a month. We'll see how long that lasts. And I totally showed you. Showed you, Nathan. I did it. And 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 I thought that was pretty funny. And then about halfway through, after I had made some... Oh, I made, like, baked tofu, which is so good. I know it sounds crazy, but, like, you press press the water out of your tofu, cube it up, toss it in a little bit of olive oil with some garlic salt throw it on a pan like on a cookie sheet put it in the oven at 400 for like longer than you think you need to 35 40 minutes maybe and it gets like this really good like crunchy crispy outside and it's like soft on the inside and it's like almost buttery like oh my gosh it's so good um come over come over to my house i'll make you some (laughs) um after that meal he was like you know you keep making vegan food, I'll keep eating vegan food. And I felt like that was a big triumph. So that was that was pretty great. Um, most of my friends have been really supportive. Um, lots of people have said, like, oh, yeah, that that sounds really good. Like, that's super cool. It's important. Blah, blah, whatever. Um, <laughs> the only really negative reactions that I've had. And you know what? It really wasn't all that negative. It was mostly... Very early on, we had some people over um, for one of the barbecues that I was talking about before. And and one of the people there was like, well, you're not doing it for ethical reasons, right? And I thought that was so interesting. Like, it wasn't threatening to them if it was about health. Like, if I was doing it because I wanted to be healthier, that was okay. But if I was choosing to be vegan because I thought it was wrong to eat animals and eat animal products that was troubling I thought that was really fascinating and and definitely something that I like is way beyond my vegan knowledge right now how to deal with that kind of stuff um with like people taking things personally um taking your own choices personally um i'm sure that there's plenty to be said about it but i just don't know i just thought it was really interesting um and i did say yes actually it is also for ethical reasons <laughs> it's all of the reasons um and i did i did talk to somebody who um who was surprised to hear about the environmental aspects of why people go vegan um they that like they didn't know about um like all of the animal waste like basically all of 
the the crap that um, comes from these animals and that they're in these horrible lagoons and they flood and are disgusting and horrible. Um, yeah, so so it was interesting. I tried really hard not to like get too lectury or preachy because I don't know nearly enough to <laughs> be lectury or preachy. Um, but I did try to have conversations with people as things came up. Um, so ultimately, I I have decided to stick with a vegan diet. Um, I I hesitate to say that and like make that public um, because I don't know how the, <laughs> things are going to play out. Um, at this point, I can't I can't imagine going back to eating non-vegan food, but I don't know and I can't predict the future and I don't want anybody to think I'm a hypocrite if I do end up going back to like feta cheese or something. <laughs> I have no plans to. I don't want to. But, you know, things happen. Um, so yeah, I think that um, this was a successful experiment. I feel great. I feel like I'm making good, wise decisions for myself, for other living beings, for the planet, for public health. Um, and uh, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think it was a good idea. So um, I appreciate you following me along on the, on this process and uh, and kind of indulging me and letting me do this with you. Um, so yeah, I hope that if anybody is interested in doing their own vegan experiment, you can totally get in touch with me. Email address is tegan.keating at gmail.com. Get me on Twitter. You know, I put the little thing at the end with all my contact info. Um, but yeah, like, let's let's talk about this. If you're interested, let's have a conversation and we can totally hang out and uh, and talk about being vegan and stuff like that. So in conclusion, Tegan goes vegan. Total success. Yay, vegan food. Yay, cashew cream. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back with you next week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Action Phase. You can find me, Tegan, on Twitter at Tegan Keating. That's T-E-A-G-A-N-K-E-A-T-I-N-G. And on my site, TeganK.com. You can find Action Phase on Twitter at ActionPhasePod and on actionphasepodcast.com. You can feel free to email me at actionphasepodcast at gmail.com. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you again soon.